0: Hey, friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm so thankful that you've taken a moment of your time to join me here on this program, but you're not the only one joining me today. I am privileged to welcome a friend of mine, a friend of the ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. Baji Bob DeWitt is on the line with us today. I'm excited to talk to him. I got to go with Baji Bob to Southeast Asia, got to go to Myanmar to Burma, we spent, uh, you spent about a month there, and we're going to spend today's program kind of recapping that trip, but I'd like for him to tell you a little bit about the burden that led to him arriving there here at the, it was the end of 22, I guess, uh, this uh, past year, first time in a couple of years, Brother Bob, talk to us for just a moment, we'll talk maybe more this later this week, talk to us about what led you there, and then let's recap this trip and what took us there in the end of 22. You mean what led me there in the in the beginning? Yes sir, yeah. What led you there for, for the very first time?
1: Well, in 2008 I got an email from a pastor in old Burma. He's had a jungle compound and had he said he had 60 orphans who were getting a spoonful of rice every every uh, other day. He said we have to decide who will eat and who will not eat. He said you help troubled children. At that time, I had a ministry nationwide called Solid Rock Youth Ministries that I had started and and uh, we have a website, realhelpfortteens.com. He found that website, and I'm thinking that it was most likely a scam, you know. And uh, like so many things we get in the email, and my finger was stuttering on the delete button. And uh, I prayed about it, and God said, Answer the man. And so I did. What I got back in three or four days was so impressive that I began to correspond with this man. His name was uh, Tain Win E. Tain, Tain, when he starts with an H. And so I, uh, uh, he began to send me pictures of those children. And it wasn't long before my wife and I fell in love with those children. And then he said, What would hinder you from coming to our country? And I said, Your government, because it was a brutal military dictatorship killing millions of its own people. And that's why we have refugees in 185 cities in North America. Mm. And so I, I began praying about going there. God gave me a visa. I went there and uh, long story short preached in a dozen underground churches in the city of Yangon, old Rangoon in my first week, then went up in the center of the country where uh, this man's jungle compound was and was preaching there. And that's when I was arrested and jailed. And uh, they really thought I was American spy. When they found out as Baptist preacher, that was worse. Hmm. And uh, so uh, after, Several days, they released me and said, "You must go back to Rangoon." And I said, "I want to go on to Mandalay." They said, "No, you must go back to Rangoon." So I, 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 I went straight. When I got back there to the city of Yangon, I went straight to the embassy, and they said, "You need to get out of Dodge. <laughs> you need to get out of uh, out of Burma as fast as possible." He said, "They said you don't want to see the inside of their political prison." At that time, there was fifty two thousand political prisoners. So I went to the airport with my luggage, tried to get a plane out, and God shut every door, make it made it crystal clear that I was supposed to stay in that country until my planned departure. So I stayed another 14 days. And in that time, God began putting his love for those people in me. Came back with National Pastor. My intention was to get him a little support for his very worthy ministry. And uh then to go about my ministry here in the States, God had other plans. I started Golden Land Baptist Missions, and for the last almost 15 years now, back and forth, going back and forth, and helping those national pastors to plant churches, reach their own people with the gospel. Then the rest is history.
0: Amen. And. Our paths crossed uh, five, seven years or so ago um, yeah. through a mutual friend, the man that I got to work for as an associate pastor, Joe Grimaldi, there in Akron, Ohio. And the opportunity to, there are all sorts of folks you meet in ministry, but there are few <laughs> with a few folks, the Baji, that that are memorable, like you are memorable. Part of it has to do with the stories you tell and all those types of things. But then the Lord led me into evangelism. It's amazing how the Lord just works these things out, took over the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated from my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith, and the 15 great years. It's amazing how God's timing works too, exactly at the right time. And now we have the opportunity to print gospel tracks. And, And the Lord laid on my heart, that through, I, I, maybe I'd heard you preach somewhere recently. I said, Brother Baji, how many tracks could we put out in a year over in Burma? And I I went back a couple of weeks ago and looked at those original text messages. We, we've texted a lot since then. So I had to go way back, but I yeah. found exactly where I had texted you. And I think it was November of 20 or somewhere around there, maybe. And uh, we began a discussion. You asked me which, which gospel track or how many different gospel tracks? I said, Brother Baji, you know your people better than I do. Do you have a gospel tract? And you said, yeah, actually, and he brought to mind some things for you and all that to say, we'll talk more about gospel tracts. D- don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about gospel tracts on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program, but let's talk about this trip because long story short, this was the beginning really of us printing what are now tens of thousands, and we're getting into hundreds of thousands of gospel tracts, almost gospel booklets that we're putting into the country of Myanmar for the Burmese people and we got to spend a phenomenal time together but go through just kind of step by step your trip th- this past November December of 22 and what you were doing over there
1: well after two years of COVID and military coup and then civil war and really the collapse total collapse of the Myanmar economy I had been unable to go over there from 1962 forward 52 to 54 years, the country was literally closed by the military dictatorship, totally isolated from the entire world. In the last two years, after their military coup, it was again closed. So I was unable to go. And I got to tell you, I was hurting, Uh, missing my people, the preachers, the church folks, the, the orphans. We have hundreds of orphans that we care for on a daily basis. And we've planted so many churches over there. We are, our ministry, because I go and others go with me over there on a regular basis, we're on the ground. We see these folks, we know them. We go to the, not only the cities, but the remote villages. And uh, we go where they are and they eat what they eat. And- <laughs> how they live and sleep where they sleep and and it's my privilege to do that and so mm-hmm. um, I tell preachers here in America I tell them my our pastors in Myanmar are better than me they have faced remarkable persecution most of our men have been stoned and jailed and beaten with steel rods I mean beaten bloody for the gospel's sake just for preaching the gospel when Tong Nailian started his church, coming back from a Bible college in the Philippines, knowing that he would be persecuted, I preached with him in his first building when they were stoning him and raining stones on his on the metal roof while we were preaching. And I remember all of that. So having not been able to go over there for two years, I was hurting. Sure. I. Really needed to see those preachers and our children. We have Bible college and seven schools. So I was cut off. And uh God began to open that door. And when you called and said, We want to put tracks, we want to send tracks to, to Myanmar, I thought God's doing something. Amen. And sure enough we were able to go back, me first, then you joined us on this last trip in uh, the four weeks I was there, uh, November and December 2022, just just last month. We printed, we began printing millions of this gospel booklet that you and I and Brother Austin redesigned. Mm -hmm. Several years ago, we gave a a Buddhist monk on the street, uh, a copy of Thamachanza, which is Holy Bible. And uh, so gave him him a copy of that Bible. And I did not know he was a high priest Hmm. in charge of one of the biggest monasteries in Old Rangoon. So he took that Bible back to the privacy of his quarters in the monastery and began to read, began to read that Bible. And not through a soul winner, not through a Not through a personal witness, but through the power of the word of God. That man found Christ, Holy Bible, and got down on his knees, confessed his sin, turned to Christ, asked Jesus to be his savior, began witnessing to the other monks. As he did so, they beat him. He ran for his life. He ended up coming to us. We trained him. And I uh, hid him first and then trained him. And uh, that man is in the middle of ministry, planting uh, several churches now. So he told me, he said, Baji, as I read Thamachanza, he said, I realized Jesus was the Savior of the world. He said, every time I opened the Bible, it was like God gave me light. And then mm-hmm. God gave me more light. And I opened again and God gave me more light. So I took testimony and I, I wrote his story in a gospel track and it was a big fourfold track. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that thing, brother Mikey in two days, never before in my life have I had such real leading of the Lord. Uh, So I sat down at my desk at my laptop and I wrote the text and laid it out. And the, and two days later, we're going to press. So we printed 40,000 of those in old Yangon, in old Rangoon. And then uh, they were gone almost overnight. Our preachers were crying for more. That was more than several years ago. Hmm. And then you called. you called and said, we want to put tracks. So I asked our men, they said, I said, what track should we print? And I had in my mind a smaller track, maybe right. just a twofold. Yeah. It would cover me in my width. And they said, Baji, the only track, the best track that we've ever seen from Myanmar is your track. We need it. So I came out to Illinois. We redesigned that four-fold track into a 16-page, full-colored, glossy booklet. And now we are in the midst of printing millions. And already, while we were there, while you and I were there, we distributed 60,000. Yeah.
0: 60,000
1: while we were there on in in those in that four weeks and had I don't know how many hundreds that turned to Christ we baptized we there were four Buddhist monks that were saved and baptized while I was there but now as of this date our people have distributed more than a hundred twenty thousand booklets
0: it, it's and, absolutely amazing to me that God can take the seed of a thought they planted in you 15 years ago and even further back and now seeing where it's at today for those of you that are listening right now we're going to continue this discussion you have got to tune in tomorrow on the broadcast you don't want to miss any piece of this story because tom- tomorrow on the broadcast I want to ask Brother Baji. we're going to continue this portion I want to ask about his favorite story from our recent trip because I know what mine is join us tomorrow on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast